1: It is 240 and uh, that means we're joined by our guy Seth Payne, how you doing Seth?
2: I'm good buddy. I'm enjoying uh, I'm enjoying uh, the, the, the afterglow of President's Day. no <laughs> no no. Holiday that I enjoy more, understand less than President's Day. So that's yeah, right. That's right. You all day. took.
1: You all made a business decision and took that sucker off yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I think our boss was surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody else did. All right, listen. So- I'm not going to disrespect Lincoln that's by right. working on his on on what I like to call my Lincoln Sabbath. Yeah. So uh, no. I was uh, I, I sat at home and uh, and reflected on Lincoln yeah
1: and yeah that's a, that's good I'm sure you reflected on on President's Day um listen I, I I'm curious we're starting to see a little bit more and more of I think some folks who have the dream of Bryce Young that that seems to be getting a little further and further away from the Texans potentially if it's not Bryce Young if the Texans can't get Bryce young because I've listened and I know you are a Bryce Young supporter who would then be the next option for Seth Payne
2: I guess uh, – well, I guess – why is it getting further away, do you think? Because it's more likely – because mock drafts are showing that somebody's going to trade up to, to get him at number one? Just
1: the interest you're hearing from the Bears potentially – not just with the yeah. Colts training, but the Bears potentially thinking about going with him to restart that, that rookie uh, 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 that rookie clock for, uh, yeah. for Bryce. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I just – it feels like to me the only way the Texans can really take it into their own hands to get Bryce is if they – go up and go get him and I don't see that happening.
2: I'm I'm still skeptical that I'm skeptical that teams will trade up to number 1 to get him just because the it's such like this is this will get a GM fired so easily. If Bryce Young whose biggest question is his size gets injured a bunch his first two years and a GM traded up uh, to get him, traded, you know, and you know at least one of those picks that he traded will have been used by a pro bowler at that point uh, or to, to draft a pro bowler at that point. Um, I just, I think the reservations about his size are going to potentially keep that from happening. But if it doesn't happen, I honestly, CJ Stroud, I usually, I don't like being this guy, but when it comes to quarterbacks, there's a certain charisma and personality I want. And I got, I swear CJ Stroud looks like he's petrified of the camera. Every time he's talking to somebody, he's got this concerned look on his face. Like, like he, like he left his lunch at home or something. Um, and when you compare him to, if you compare him to Bryce young, especially, uh, he just, uh, it, he, he's mechanical in the way he plays in the backfield. I just don't feel awesome about it. Now, He's got obvious things to like and if they if they were to take him then I'd be okay with it. But honestly, if it's for me, if it's not Bryce Young, I'm okay with them sitting out the first round on quarterbacks this year. You know, maybe Richardson if they trade back to him uh, you know, and, and get him later in the first round, then I like that potential upside there. But I'm just I'm just not all that head over heels in love with any of these guys other than Bryce Young and he has that huge obvious concern about his size.
3: Seth, we we were talking a little earlier. We've all talked the, the draft to death, which is what we do this time of year. But we were talking a little earlier on this. ESPN came out with a fifty plus uh, fifty, the top fifty free agents, uh, and I don't know what that was according to just their 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 opinion, I guess. But uh, it, it had it had a couple of guys in there that the, the Texans could end up with the Texans. But but I, I think an overall point, just your opinion on, like I, I think I know it's early in D'Amico Rinds' first year. I, I think there's going to be defensive players in particular veteran free agents that would really, really, really like to play for a guy like D'Amico Rhines, given his system, given what he did with Dre Greenlaw and, and 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 Warner and and things of that nature. You being a defensive guy and a, a defensive lineman, do you see that, that being the case regardless yeah. of the situation and it being his first year?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think there's a legitimacy to the Texans right now that they can sell the free agents that they just didn't have before and a lot of that just comes down to D'Amico Ryan's uh, it's um uh, this is usually you say hey it doesn't matter what the grades are on a head coach cuz yeah every year you're excited about some guys that don't work out you think that Nick Sirianni's a bad hire because of a press conference or something and then he ends up going to a Super Bowl but with D'Amico, because of the PR issues the Texans had I do think that that helps and then yeah like like if you had suggested that maybe Marcus Davenport would want to come to the Texans yeah last year, I would have said i I really, really doubt that, but i I think that Marcus Davenport might specifically want to come to a place like the the Texans this year, um you know because he's got he's a guy that's uh, kind of like Tyron Matthew has had some injury issues that might make it a prove it deal more than anything and he could look at the Texans as a place that, look, okay, they've got an opportunity here. I like D'Amico Ryans a lot. D'Amico could sell him on, you know, whatever they did with Nick Bosa that was more than just Nick Bosa being a freak of nature. That Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Charles Amenahue is a guy who's out there. Um, I don't know if Charles Amenahue is going to want to come back to Houston. He's got his own little legal issues there. I haven't It's not a circus show him. here. But, uh, but yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a definite chance that some of these guys will be more interested in than they otherwise would have been.
1: Seth Payne here with us, uh, one half of Payne and Pendergast. You can hear him every morning right here on Sports Radio six ten, from six a.m. to ten a.m. Uh, to, to that, to that point, do you think there is a a level though? Like I'm thinking, like. I, We've, we looked at me and Clint looked at some of these linebackers and Tremaine Edwin, Edmonds to me is one that jumps out. Like boy, if they could get a leader in the middle of that of that defense like that, is there a, is there a cap though? Do You think the top players, the top free agents, even defensive guys would would look at like Hargrave, Hargrave from from the Eagles? Do you think there's a a cap of how high a a free agent that they can get? Or you think because of D'Amico they can they can even they can even potentially bring in the biggest names?
2: Yeah, that's a good question because I think you're not going to have a quarterback in place, and I think if if you look at let's say like Levante David or Tremaine Edmonds, yeah, those are guys who have both been on you know Levante David with Tampa, Tremaine Edmonds with Buffalo, two linebackers who have been on very successful teams that have had very good quarterbacks, and Levante David has seen what happens when when maybe it, you know that when when. Everything is awesome, and then everything kind of goes south, and your quarterback isn't what he used to be. Um, I think it might be hard for those guys in particular, guys that have been with really good teams. Um, But a lot of that comes down to also just D'Amico and how much of a pep talk he can give and just how quick they think the turnaround can be. There's, uh, you know, sometimes the Bengals – okay, the Bengals are a good example because when – The Bengals got DJ Reader a few years ago. It was coming off of a couple of really bad seasons in a row, or at least one bad season. I think they've won two games the year before. But, you know, they gave DJ Reader enough of a pep talk, and and let's be honest, a big old chunk of money too. Um, And a couple other good defenders that year in free agency. The Bengals, for the first time in forever, spent pretty aggressively in free agency. And sold those guys on their vision, and they ended up having not a great year that first year that DJ was in, with the Bengals. But then between Jamar Chase and um, and Joe Burrow coming in, obviously they turned it around. So I think the Texans right now can very much be in that mold of of the Bengals a couple of years ago, where this was a forlorn team that seemed to be kind of rudderless, but with the right pep talk. Because and, and part of that was just having a guy at coach that was that, that I think could sell a vision there um I, I think D'Amico could totally do that
3: hey Seth I, I know I know where I'm gonna shift gears a little bit over to to the diamond here at, at Minute Maid but I, um I know where where your your, your buddy Sean stands on, on this front he he he's not he's not concerned at all with Lance McCullers and I, I would imagine that he's probably about three or four vodka sodas deep right now with this Jordan Alvarez sore hand going on what's What's your, your uh, what's your stance on on those two guys both dealing with soreness early in uh, spring training?
2: I, I think with McCullers, I, I've kind of reached a a zone that I hover around in with Lance where I don't ever I don't ever cross my fingers and hope that he makes it through an entire season. I think he's just gonna have to manage himself as well as he can, and sometimes I actually feel better if he has a stretch of time off during the regular season because that means there's perhaps more of a chance that he's healthy and fresh for the postseason. So, I think I mean if you look at the yes, you lose Verlander this year, but between Valdez, Arki, Garcia, Javier, Hunter Brown, I mean there's there's a chance that they still might be a little too jam packed with too many start starting pitchers at the beginning of this season. So, I'm not I'm not overly freaked out about that. I think they're going to go ahead and take their time and you know they're gonna load manage again this year and we'll freak out when when Dubon is hitting lead off because because Altuve is getting a rest um and Dusty just kind of seems to slot guys in wherever but that's what they're gonna do again this year and I think that I think Dusty won't get as much crap for it